This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, guys. Welcome again to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. Get a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow. Uh, we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can as we continue to serve our Lord. You can find the podcast on YouTube, uh, but you can also find the podcast anywhere that you can get your podcast. And we're so thankful that you guys are here with us today. So I'm excited. I could, I'm so excited about this. Andy and I have been talking about this for, I don't know, the past, what, maybe two months, something like yeah. that. It's been a while, but yeah. we're really excited uh, about this topic and those that I've seen the promos, you guys have been excited about it. So it's finally here. So we're thankful that you guys are here. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have Andy introduce himself here, and then we're going to get right into what we're going to talk about today. All right. Hello. Uh, my name is Andy Barbeau. Um, I'm with the uh, DeSoto uh, congregation down in DeSoto, Missouri. Um, and uh, my wife and I are uh, very enthusiastic <laughs> about working with our youth there. Um, it's a, it can be a challenge, yeah. but it is, it is very fulfilling. Yes, it is. And, and that's why I love working with Andy, because as we were talking, it just felt so great. And we talked about this before. It's like, it felt good to have somebody that really just, they love youth ministry mm-hmm. so much. This is what we love to do because we understand these kids are, uh, they're going to be something one day. They're going to be special yeah. and the Lord's going to use them. So, you know, he's just using us to help them out. So here's what we're going to talk about, Andy. And uh, you guys might have been confused by the by the topic, but you'll understand as we keep going. So the topic is this physical adult decisions affect the spiritual lives of the kids. All right. Physical adult decisions affect the spiritual lives of the kids. So here's how we're going to introduce this, Andy, as we're as we're talking about youth ministry. It is like you said. It is the most beautiful thing to work with Mm -hmm. these kids, to introduce them to God, to get them closer to God. But there is a certain level of challenge that comes with this because, you know, these kids come from different backgrounds. They come from different homes. And sometimes Mm -hmm. what they get here, they don't get at home until they come back here. Right. So kind of talk about a little bit as we talk about the decisions that we make as adults, it's going to affect how they live and as they grow up. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I agree. Um, you know, what, you know, anybody that has kids or if you're around kids, you notice that they're watching what yes. you're doing yes, and how you're acting and, and all of everything about you, they're going to be watching and looking up to you. So if you're doing all kinds of stuff, they're going to be like, oh, that's cool. I want to do that too. <laughs> that's so true. And, the, and the, the great thing about it is too, this podcast will work for those that, and this is a, the reason why I wanted Andy on, because Andy obviously is married and he's getting ready to have a son. So that's great from his perspective. <laughs> but then from my perspective, being single, wanting to be where he is. Mm-hmm. So now for you guys that are listening, you guys can get the best, best of both worlds here. So the, the decisions that you make while you're by yourself, while you're married, those things that you do will affect your children's lives. And that's some mm-hmm. stuff we got to think about, because sometimes when we're by ourselves, we can think selfishly and then not think, man, this person that I'm with, this person that I am currently, I'm going to be a father one day. 
I'm going to be a mother one day. Do I want this guy to be the father of my children? Do I want this girl to be the mother of my future? Mm -hmm. So these are some things we got to think about as we're growing. So physical adult decisions affect the spiritual lives of the kids. All right. So let's, let's get into it. So number one, so what do we have to do for the kids to help them to grow? Number one, you must love God and the kids before they even get here. So from the single perspective, and then we'll go to where you are from the single perspective, everything's about us right now. <laughs> Literally right. everything is, everything is, about, you can go, you can do what you want to do. You can go where you want to go. You don't have to worry about anybody else's schedule. Mm -hmm. Everything is all about you right now. But then as you, as you grow older, as you start dating, as you start seeing people, as you start getting engaged and all this stuff, you start to see, it's not about me anymore. Right. Now my decisions and everything that I do not only affects her or him, mm -hmm. but it affects the kids. So Andy, we talked about this a little bit at lunch before, but talk about that transition from coming from this spot to where you are now. Right. So um, that is, it is probably the most extreme <laughs> transition that you will make, uh, obviously, oh. other than having kids. Yeah. Um, to go from being single and like you said, you know, I'm responsible for me. Yep. And I just, I have to make sure that I'm here uh, at places on time or, you know, I could do what I want to do. And then, you know, you add a wife or a, a husband to that situation. And now it's like, okay, well, <laughs> we've, now we've got to make sure that we've got enough time to share the bathroom mm. and, you know, enough time to, you know, all kinds of stuff that we now have to consider one another. Mm. Yeah. And, and that really kind of opens you up a little bit of course it's a good thing it's a good thing to have that <laughs> but because it, it teaches you it gives you some more responsibility mm. and and that is what the way that god has set things up is so that you work as a unit together yeah and i love i love how you said that you because that's where we're going so working <laughs> as a because here's where we're going with this andy because how you work as a unit alone like with you and liz mm -hmm. for example give you some brownie points liz you're great so <laughs> going going with you and liz together right you guys have to learn to become a team right so the way that you learn and especially as you as the male as you learn to lead from god's word lead yourself and to help to lead her then that's the way that your son is going to see you right. how you're supposed so now the decisions that you make now the decisions that i make like you said they watch Yep. They watch and they see. So we're going to go open up your Bibles here. We'll go to Matthew chapter one. Here's a great example of as you're in this state, as you're learning to cultivate and be a unit, you must love God before the kids even get here. You have to, mm -hmm. because here's the thing, Andy, and I hate seeing this, man. It just, and we talked about this before. Sometimes we think it's going to magically happen. Mm -hmm. You know, if, yeah. if we get together and we're both Christians, it's just going to work just because we're both Christians. That's a great start. Yeah. That's a great start, 100%. But I love how you said, it's the little stuff. You even said, you got to find time. You're not you're not by yourself anymore. You got to yeah. work together now. You got to consider someone now. You got to think about what's going on in their world now, not mm -hmm. just yours. So before we get into that, I, I love how you talked about becoming a unit. So I want you to explain maybe the great parts of it, but the hard parts of <laughs> becoming that unit. Sure, okay. Um, so... I think the easiest part about about that is 
you know, of course you're, you're looking to be with someone who is compatible with you. And, you know, when you find someone like that, that you can, you know, you get to know them and then it's like, okay, well, I know how this person is gonna, how they react to certain things, you know, what their interests are and all this stuff. And then you can determine, Hey, you know, this is our, these are our best unifying points. Mm. And, um, you know, obviously no one is the same and that's a good thing (laughs) again. Um, because, you know, otherwise if you're, if you're with the same person as yourself, then it's, you know, it could be a little, you know, stale, put it that way. Um, but it, you know, it is the challenge is to work those quirks that each of you have into where does God want us to be, Mm. you know, five years from now. Right. So, you know, where you are when you get married, um, you know, as, okay, now we're starting this partnership. We know that we have goals together and, um, you know, each of us have separate goals and how do we get, get towards Mm. that direction and let God lead us there together. Mm. I like, and I love how you're saying, because this is great because what we're doing, we're building something here. So you're going to understand what Mm -hmm. we're talking about. Everything that we decide to do at this point, when children come into the, into the picture, and we'll get into this later, every decision that we've made up to this point, they, it will affect them for the, for the good or for the, for the, for the worse. And so here in Matthew one, here's an example of exactly what Andy's talking about two people who were not married yet, Mm -hmm. but they're learning through certain problems. What are we supposed to do right now? So think about the position that God put Joseph in. He loves Mary. They're together, but she's with child without them doing anything. So now what do you do? It's a, it's a tough position. Yeah. So now this is a part of the, the unit because you think about, think about this, Andy, what if that happened today? You got a guy and a girl together, girl randomly gets pregnant, but it's, it's not by anybody else. It's not by him. Most likely, what do you think the guy would do today? Oh, it's, it's time to go. It's time to go. <laughs> oh, I think I got a roast in the oven. So it's been fun. Yeah. You know, but think about when we think about building a team, you don't build just in good times, right? You build, and I want you to talk about that a little bit too, before we get to Matthew chapter one building most of the times, even in scripture, when you look at the word build or mm-hmm. grow or trial or, you know, Valley, whatever you want to look at, it's not a, let's run away from it. Right. Whenever those words come up, right? Psalm chapter 23, verse four, walk through the valley, you know, second Peter chapter three, verse 18, right? Grow in the grace and knowledge. Mm -hmm. So whenever you see grow, build all those things, they're going through something together. But many times in our society today, when you talk about a team, it's so easy to bolt when things get hard. So talk, so talk about as you grow and build, you know, as we're, as you're growing together, you know, growing through those tough times too. Well, I think that's a, that's a good question because in our, in today society, you know, there's a lot of push for this isn't working. Let's yep. move on to the next thing. Yep. And that's not just with relationships. That's, that's with, with everything. Everything. Yeah. With right? everything. Um, and so what to be a better unit, 
you know, obviously at the core, you have got to have God in your, in, at the core of your relationship or whatever it is that you're doing that you're trying to do for good. You've got to have God at the right there as your cornerstone. Um, because otherwise then you're subject to all kinds of, of outside pressures. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you, if you don't have faith in God, man, that opens you up to, well, I can just do whatever I want and, you know, not even, you know, and there's some married people that live this way too, where, you know, one, one person is doing Mm -hmm. their own thing all the time and they're never together. Um, you know, it's more of a, uh, Hey, we're going to live together and, and have dual income and, you know, we're going to have all this nice stuff and you, you've kind of lost purpose of, Mm of what, what you're trying to do. And that is to be an earthly example of the, of the love that God has for his church. And that's good. good. I'm taking notes. That's good. But, um, you know, you've got to, you've got to make a commitment to, to work through the tough times. Yeah. You know, cause you don't know what's going to happen. Right. Uh, it could have illnesses, you know, you could have the loss of a child. You could, I mean, there are so many things that can go wrong. And that is just the way that the world is because this is a fallen world. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Now let's uh, sidebar (laughs) going back to your example, right? Ephesians chapter five, Mm -hmm. right? Husbands love your wives, even as that example, even as Christ loved the church. So I love how you say you are to be on both sides, not just the male, mm-hmm. but you are to be an earthly example of how Christ loved the church, which when you think about it, what did he do for her? Lay down his life. Lay down yeah. his life. He suffered. He, he was betrayed. I mean, he did everything for her. Yeah. And so that's the beautiful thing. And quick sidebar, ladies, that's a great example for you from Ephesians 5. Mm-hmm. What is he willing to do for you when, when the fun times stop? Because yeah. when, when Christ sacrificed for you know, for the church, it wasn't all great. You know, Christ did get his praise when he was here, but Christ also was, he was betrayed. He was hurt. He was kicked out. He was, he was all his own family didn't accept him, Yeah, but he did it all for her. So, I mean, that's, that's, I love the part of building that unit. Sometimes we have this concept of, I can only build as long as things are good for me. As yeah. long as, as long as things mm-hmm. are convenient and are working the way I want them to work, then I can build. But the yeah. first sign of it's, it's tough. It's struggle. This is, this is not okay. You know, I did a, a, a lesson on uh, Michael Jordan's trainer. Oh, okay. And so he said, he said, sometimes you have people that are, you know, are coolers, meaning, you know, they'll give you exactly what you want when you want them to do it. So that's not okay. necessarily a good or bad thing. Yeah. Then you have guys that are, um, that are closers, meaning, they can be extraordinary at whatever they want to be extraordinary at, but they can only be extraordinary with themselves and with other people when things are perfect. So when things at work are great, I can be great for you, Andy. When things at the church are great, I can be great for you. Mm -hmm. When things in my personal life are great, I can be great for you. But the moment one of those messes up, I can't be great for you. So then I turn into a cooler. But then he says, there's a closer which is the MJ mentality where no matter what happens, whether it's good or bad, I will be there. Whether it's terrible, I'll always be there. Whether it's good, I will always be there. You'll find a way to be there. 
So, I mean, think about that's the beauty of Christ. He always just found a way to be there for, for the church. And so Mm -hmm. as you talk about here in Matthew chapter one, you know, verse number 18, right now, the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise when his mother, Mary was a spouse to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child. Then Joseph, her husband being, here we go, a just man, Christ, Ephesians chapter five, and not willing to make her a public example was minded to put her away privily. So how did he act godly here? Verse 20, he thought on these things. So when we talk about you must love God before the kids even get here, look how much Joseph loved Mary and loved Jesus even before they got here. So it's mm-hmm. something that, and I want you to talk about this, talk about, especially with you getting ready to have a son, talk about how both of you and Liz, you guys cultivated this together. Now, when he gets here, now you'll understand this is where we're going to go with him. Sure. Um, well, when you, okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> there's so much, there's so much. So to be to be like Joseph, because, you know, you made a point to emphasize that you know, it says Joseph was a just man. Mm. And what what we would take that to mean is that Joseph, you know, trusted God yeah. in this situation. Now, of course, in this kind of thing, you know, had never happened before. Um, of course, it was prophesied. Yeah. Um, but, you know, even even many people still fail to to see those. Yeah. Um, but you, I think the first thing is that I've got to be right with God myself yes. first. And then, you know, when you're encountering a situation where you're going to have, oh, I wasn't expecting this. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, what, what should I do in this situation? And he didn't jump to conclusions. Mm-hmm. He didn't, you know, oh, well. I'm going to publicly shame Mary, you know, and all this stuff because, you know, uh, that just, he could have, he could have the law, the law. Remember she could have died. Yeah. She could have died because of that. Yes. And so because, you know, of course we know that, that just very shortly after that, the angel came and visited Joseph. That's it. He's like, Hey, it's okay. (laughs) You're going to be fine. This is what you need to do. And, you know, but he, he could have done something about it before that, mm-hmm. but instead he thought that's it. He yeah. took some time to consider what does this mean? What do I want to do, mm-hmm. um, for the future of, for myself and also for Mary and potentially a family. Yeah. I mean, and you think about and this is where we're going. I know we're talking, we're going to talk about the kids, but we got to start with the two original mm-hmm. first. Yes. So look at what they're doing here before the kids even show up. Joseph's being just, but also look at it from Mary's position. We mm-hmm. don't look at it from her position either. Think about from her position. They're not married, but look how much she trusts him. Mm-hmm. You're going to take care of me. And, I mean, just think there's the, there's the unit part you're, you're yeah. talking about. They're learning right now in Matthew chapter one, before Jesus gets here, chapter two, they're learning to gel and they're mm-hmm. gelling through these things. And notice what God is doing. God is telling Christ, you're going to come into a great family. I'm mm-hmm. working on Joseph right now. I'm working on Mary right now. So now from your position, yeah. your position, right, with your son, I'm working on a great family for you right now. 
Liz and Andy, before y'all got here, they were working, mm -hmm. they were building, they were growing, they were learning. Now you're here. Now look how much farther ahead your son's going to be because you as a single man worked, Liz worked, mm -hmm. y'all got together, you worked. Now, when he gets here, now you guys can work with him. It's a beautiful, it's yes. a beautiful image from Matthew. But we kind of, yeah. I just thought about that sitting here. I was like, wow, that's kind of, that's amazing. But it's the, it's the way the Lord designed it. Yes. It's the way he designed I, it. I absolutely agree. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. So here's a second example. So remember in first Samuel chapter two, right with Hannah, before we really get to how these decisions affect the kids. Remember when Hannah prayed to the Lord and she was so sorrowful. She said, man, I just want a son. I want a son. I want a son. And the Lord gave it to her. But notice how she prayed and she desired, even though she was sorrowful. Mm -hmm. So the thing about Joseph and Hannah here, they're cultivating this while they're single. They're cultivating mm -hmm. this, this thought process even while they were together. So here's the application of where I want to get to. I want to get your thoughts on this, Andy. Loving your future husband, loving your future wife doesn't just happen off of just being together. So I think that's, that's where we mess up so many times. Well, he's a Christian. That's great. She's a Christian. That's great. Y'all together. That's great. But then there's no work. Mm -hmm. So you just expect that things are going to work out. Well, my family loves them. My mom loves them. The kids love them. That, that's great. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that's wrong. But we put so much eggs in that basket. Then we say, I do. Then problems happen. And then we work in few. Well, what, what's going on? Well, wait a second. Y'all didn't do any work. Mm -hmm. You just expect it it to work out well he's a christian so he should he should just do it so so talk about just the work aspect of getting together not just being together yeah that's a that's an important distinction yes <clears throat> excuse me because there are there are definitely a lot of people who are just together, just together right and they're not working together or even sometimes they have opposite goals <laughs> and they're working against each other to get to, you know, to get what they want. Yeah. Now, I, again, I would say that the, the, the very first part of that is to have a foundation in Christ, in God. And by doing that, you make a commitment that, um, you know, this is what I where where I want my life to be going towards towards God and then I'm gonna add a wife okay for in my situation yeah what is it that we are are capable of doing together to help further the work of the church and you know when when Liz and I got together you know I was already kind of trying to work with the kids um you know in DeSoto and um just having Liz come aboard and she, she just, awesome. she loves kids, awesome. you know? And so she, she was right there with me. Hey, let's, let's do this together. What, how can we do more to help? So, you know, you've got to sit down and talk about that stuff yeah. though. You can't just expect somebody yeah. to understand, Oh, this is what we, this is where we're going. Right. That's true. <laughs> and that's, and to be as we're talking about that in building, and again, I'm taking notes here. So if you guys see me looking down, I'm taking notes. But 
it's good because in the single mindset, what we can do is just, we can assume so much, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, in your position, you were working with the kids and you were just so one track minded with, okay, we got to take care of the kids. We got to mm-hmm. plan this and we got to preach. I got to do all this stuff. That's great. But it's almost like the, the communication wasn't there. Okay. Where are we going to go with this? Where are we going right. to build with this? You know, so that's a part of the gelling process um, that you talked about. But I love that distinction that you mentioned too. You can't, there's a difference between being together mm-hmm. and working together. So yeah. Joseph and Mary, they were together, but they were working together through the right. problem. So we're saying this point as we're, this is just foundational stuff we're talking about before we get into the kids. So the way that you cultivate right now is what determines what your children's going to have. Mm-hmm. And so for me, from my position, I want my kids to, you know, have a mom that loves the Lord, to have a yes. dad that loves the Lord so that when they're together, not just at the church, when they're at home, they know mm-hmm. we're okay. So from your position, right, getting ready to have a son, yeah. you want him to know mom loves dad, dad loves God, mm-hmm. dad loves you. So this is something that it doesn't just happen. Well, he, oh, he's a Christian. <laughs> we're going to talk about that later. Right. I can't tell you how many horror stories people yeah. just, well, I'll just be together because we're, we're Christians yeah. and there's no work. There's no conflict. There's no talking stuff out. So number one, so this is foundational stuff. Now we're going to get to the kids here. So number one, physical adult decisions affect the spiritual lives of the kids. So we have to cultivate stuff like Joseph and Mary cultivated it. Mm -hmm. So then number two, as we talk about this a little bit more, right? Your partner who you're with will either make the kids Mm -hmm. or they will break them. So like we said, Matthew one, first Samuel chapter two, both parties must have a genuine Notice the word I, I expressed mm-hmm. there. Both parties must have a genuine love for God. Mm-hmm. So we have to be careful with just the being together part. Because yeah. you can be with someone that's not genuine. And they can, they can wear the title Christian mm-hmm. and not be genuine. So here's, a, here's an example. And we talked about this before we press record here. But 1 Samuel 25. Oh, this is, gets me every time. Every time. 1 Samuel chapter 25. But here, as we look at it, so verse one, and Samuel died and the Israelites were gathered together and lamented him and buried him in the house of Ramah. And David arose and went to the wilderness of Paran. Then verse three, now the name of the man was Nabal and the name of his wife was Abigail. And she was a woman of good understanding. But notice who she married. (laughs) She was beautiful countenance, but the man she was with was churlish and evil in his doings. And he was of the house of Caleb. So notice what house he's a part of. The house mm-hmm. of Caleb. And who was one of the two that said we can take the land? Caleb. Caleb. So just because they're in the right church, they're baptized, and they show up to worship, mm-hmm. doesn't mean he's the right man. Doesn't mean she's the right one. So yeah. you got to be careful. Because sometimes we just base, well, they show up. They're here. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, and I want you to talk about this, Andy, too. A lot of times we can focus on, you know, what someone's not doing rather than what they are doing. Mm-hmm. So he comes to worship. He doesn't drink. He doesn't do this. At least he does this. That's great. But what is he or she doing? Right. So kind of kind of talk about that coming together, that partner, we either make or break the kids, especially in Abigail's position here. Mm-hmm. I, I think that speaks to also the importance of, um, you know, getting together outside Uh, You know, as Christians, uh, by getting together outside of a formal church setting 
to, you know, that gives you an opportunity because we know that, you know, not everybody acts the same everywhere yeah. they go. Yes. You know? And that's, I, I feel like that is a, a more pervasive problem these days, you know, um, especially with terms of quote unquote religious people. Yes. Um, and so you've got to, you've got to understand that, you know, Hey, this person, you know, yeah, you're right. They may be here. They may be, which is you great, know, which, which is, great. is good, which is yes. great. It is good to be there because even, you know, even if you're there or well, not even if, but <laughs> if you are there, you know, you will, you have a better chance of hearing and, you know, coming to understanding. Right. So be, and you know, it is, and it is good to, to be there. Uh, we, you know, I, we have, we have some members of, of our congregation that are, have, you know, they're, they're still not, mm -hmm. you know, they have not been saved. Yeah. Uh, but I tell you what, they're there, they're there and they're hearing the word. Um, and you know, what we learned from Paul is that, you know, Hey, we're planting the seed, mm -hmm. you know, some other people are going to do the watering, but ultimately yeah. it's, it's all going to happen in God's time. So, but by, by, being together with with your fellow Christians outside it, it of a formal setting can help you learn about them and for them to learn about you and who you are as a person, your personality and all this other kind of stuff that is ultimately critical <laughs> when you're trying to choose someone to spend the rest of your life with. Yeah. Um, because and you see it all the time and it's it's not just a uh you know it's it's in the church like you mentioned as well you know people are people mm -hmm. we're all fallen and we all can we all fall short yep so <laughs> you know but the key is to to catch those kind of mm -hmm. behaviors before yes um, you make a commitment to someone and then find out later, oh man, this is not the person that I thought I was marrying. Yes. And again, <laughs> on the single side, that's something that we could do and I could do better mm -hmm. too, is the, I like how you mentioned seeing somebody outside of a formal setting. Mm -hmm. So that, that's a good point. That's something I could do better too. That's really, really good. Um, but here, you know, as we, as you talked about this in first Samuel 25, you know, the, the thing about it is, and this is where we start getting to the kids, mm -hmm. because when you have two people that are just together and then they get married, my family likes them. That's great. My family likes me. That's great. We're Christians. That's great. So then y'all just get together just based off that alone, mm -hmm. just based off that alone. My best friend likes them. That's great. Then you guys get together. You guys get married, right? So then you get married. And then, I, bro, this is where the kids and this is where me and you got the chills talking about stuff. We hear the horror stories of mm -hmm. guys just coming to worship for her or, or guys doing whatever they have to do. Maybe not even with malice, you know, yeah. but if I just show up, if I love her mom. If I love the kids, if I just I'll get her. Yeah. So then they get her. And when they get her, then she realizes this is not it's too late. It's, right. it's too late. So then. They have kids. Now those kids come to us. Mm -hmm. Then those kids come to us. We plan the youth events for them, help them out. But then they go home to a, a family that's not nurturing. Yeah. So now talk about how, who we're with and who we eventually work with. That's how the kids are going to, 
because you got to think about some of these kids growing up, they don't want to get married because of what they see Mm -hmm. in the home. So kind of talk about the importance of the nurturing of the home and you guys getting together and nurturing the right type of thing. Yeah. So I think as, you know, as we're, as we're men here, um, you know, coming from that standpoint of, I need to be the leader spiritually in my household. It doesn't mean I have ultimate authority. It's not dictatorship, right. right? But my job is to make sure that my wife and my kids are spiritually healthy. Yep. In my That's, home. Oh, great word. Great uh, word. Great <laughs> word. Healthy. Great word. Right. And in order to do that, I have to make sure that I am spiritually healthy first. Yes, sir. Um. So, but. In regards to trying to make sure that, well, that we have the right goals in mind. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you know, that's a lot of personal responsibility. Yes, it is. Um, but also, you know, hey, this. Tell your wife. Tell your, you know, husband. This is where I want. You know. I have these desires to to work for the Lord mm. or, you know, we need to be together for our children's sake. Yep. Um, because I think you can see the, the results, of, you know, I mean, and I growing up, you know, um, and even today, and, you know, I'm sure that there will be in the future, you know, I've known people that, you know, oh, my spouse doesn't come. Yep. And my kids, they don't come. Oh, hate to see. Oh. Um, and that that is tough. It's hard because you you want them to be saved, but because you have found yourself in this situation, you know the chances of the kids being able to not now it's not impossible, right, right. But it it does make it much harder for them to come to the truth if you don't if you're unequally yoked. Mm-hmm. We'll put it that way. Yes. Oh, and it, it, when you see these kids <clears throat> coming from all these homes, mm-hmm. you have kids that come from nurturing homes, you have kids that come from broken homes, Yeah. <clears throat> but when they come together, those kids are one. Yes. Those kids are one. So understand that no matter what home these kids come from, they're one when they're here. Right. So when they're here, I mean, they're together. They love being together. They want to do stuff. They want to know about God. They want to talk about their problems and their issues. Right. And they love being here mm-hmm. within I'm telling you, and you see it too. You saw when we did Damn. our thing here, guys, we got 10 minutes left guys. We got five minutes left Then <laughs> that smile. You can see Damn. because now they start, they know I got to go home. Yeah. I got to see this. I got to go home to a dad that doesn't want to be there. I got to go home mm-hmm. to, but now think about the great thing about seeing somebody like you, man, those kids are thinking, man, I wish I had a dad like Andy and I wish yeah. I had a dad like Jordan. I wish right. I had, so now you can see they don't want to go home. And that's the sad part is the way that we cultivate while you're single and while you're where Andy's at, you want your kids to want to come home. Right. You know, you want them to, yes, love what's at the building, but also love what's at home too. Yeah. And so many times with youth ministry, I see so many parents regret certain decisions that they made mm-hmm. because they see their kids suffering. They yeah. see it. And so if you're single out there, if you're dating out there, great, do what you got to do. That's wonderful. But understand, understand when the fun stops and it will stop. When the fun stops, you got to realize, is this guy 
is this girl, are they going to be somebody that my kids, that, is this somebody that I want my kids around to mm-hmm. lead my home, to, to make sure my kids are spiritually, I love that word, spiritually healthy. You know, to be healthy, it takes work. To be spiritually healthy, it takes work. So, I mean, and before we go on, I want you to talk about what you've seen in youth ministry from these kids and some of the homes that they come from. Well, <laughs> it's, it's... we, um, so what we do at DeSoto, um, we, we do have some, what I would call congregational kids, their, their parents are there. Um, but, um, on what we usually do, we have a, a pretty core group of, of kids that we bus in from the community. Um, and some of them we know, um, you know, through other various, you know, uh, my wife's younger sisters, you know, still in school, that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, seeing some of them are coming from good homes yeah. where, you know, even if, even if they're not in their parents' home, they're with guardians that are concerned about them. They want them to go to church. They want them to be learning and doing well. And then we've got parents that you know, hey, we're going to send our kid because we want mm-hmm. a, a free night. Yeah. Or, you know, we, oh, you're you're going over to Illinois for <laughs> several hours. That's great. That means I have the whole night free. Um, and, you know, of course, involvement with the kids is generally the best indicator of, of a successful, um, of leading to success yeah. for the for the kid. But that's not always going to be the case. And it is, it's hard to see that. Sometimes it's hard to let them go. Yes. Because you know that maybe they're not going to eat dinner tonight. Mm -hmm. Or maybe, maybe they're going to get hurt tonight. I don't, you don't know. You don't know. know. And, and that is tough. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, as working with youth, you know, uh, through the church, it, it almost doubles or triples your, your drive it to does. want to teach them the right way so that they have an opportunity to see my life doesn't have to be the way that my parents absolutely was. And I think it ultimately comes down to that because you're not, you're, you're not going to be able to save the kids from their parents. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> you know, you're, you're not going to be able to do that, but what you can do is save their soul yeah. through Jesus Christ. That's it. And if you can, if you can lead them to that, then they will have their very best chance to succeed in this life and to put forward their very best in the future. Yes. And it's a, and the, the beautiful thing about it is with you working in, in youth ministry, but also, I think it's important, you know, being single, working in youth ministry, mm-hmm. it opens my eyes to so many things. Because it, as I work with these kids and, and work with so many people and worked with people before, it's like, it gives, like you said, it gives me a certain drive because I know what type of homes these kids mm-hmm. go to. And it gives me the drive, you know, Lord willing, as I try to, you know, do what he wants me to do, my home's not going to be like that. Right. You know, you see certain homes. Yeah. And, you know, as a, as a man right now by myself, I will try my absolute best. My home is not going to be like that. Yeah. So, you know, my kids are Lord willing, hopefully they'll come home to something different than what I see. 
And yeah. so it opens your eyes to some stuff. But when we talk about from the kid's perspective, this is why our decisions affect people that aren't even here yet. Mm-hmm. So this is why stuff like dating, it shouldn't be. And I mentioned this in a previous podcast. It, it shouldn't be a play thing anymore. Yeah. You know, it shouldn't be. Well, I just want a good time. You know, that that's right. fine. But at the same time, you got to understand, and especially if we're older, we're, we're kind of wasting time because now it's like you got to see who really wants this, you know, who really, like you said, who wants right. to lead a family, who wants to love God like this. And so the thing about the kids is, you know, I remember in Memphis, you know, like these kids would come from, from good homes and bad homes. Mm-hmm. And so here's the great thing about them. And this is why you want to provide a safe haven for these kids. Mm-hmm. Because on a random Tuesday, on a random Thursday, on a random Saturday, I mean, we're not, we haven't planned a youth event at all. Hey, can I come up to the office? Hey, can I come up to your apartment? They come up and we don't talk about their problems, but I know they got them. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about what's going on, but I know something's happening. But guess what all they want to do? Let's just sit here, eat some popcorn, and listen to music. Yeah. I just want some peace. Let's just sit here and watch a movie. Let's just sit here and just, just talk with, yeah. a, with a bonfire on the porch. Yeah. Kids want peace. Yeah. That's all they want. Now, they might run around chaotic and be crazy <laughs> with their Nerf guns and all that. But ultimately, kids, yeah. kids know where the peace is at. Yeah. And, they, and that's for us as single people and where you are now, that's something that we want to provide for the kids. Yes. A, a safe haven here at the Church of Peace. And when they come home, you're okay too. You're okay. Right. So here's, here's what I want to mention too. So in Ruth chapter four, as we talk about the, the safe haven, the home and the church should be that. So remember in Ruth four, when Boaz and Ruth got together, said Boaz would be a nourisher of your of your soul. He will take care of you. He will do all these things. Mm-hmm. And from Boaz, right, came Jesse, came Obed, came David, then came the line of Christ. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes, you know, it's the weirdest thing. And I, I don't want you to talk about this too, Andy. Sometimes after youth events, I don't want the kids to go home because I know you're not going to get what you just got here. Right. You know, and so think about from that, from Boaz's perspective, she said, look how much he's going to take care of you. He's going to take yeah. care of you, your kids. And then look who came through him, Jesus. Yeah. So kind of talk about that, you know, that love for the kids that you, man, sometimes I just don't want y'all to go because I know, man, I know what y'all got to face when you leave here. Yeah. And like I said, you know, it it is, it is difficult, you know, especially knowing that some of them are, are going home to rough situations. Yeah. Um, but something that you meant, you know, about, about the peace and just wanting a a place to, to come together. And I think that the, that's where the understanding that, you know, through Christ, we can obtain that peace, peace. but this world does not necessarily facilitate that. Mm Mm-hmm. So you have to, you know, as these, as these kids are at these events, they're having fun, they're doing learning, um, you know, there's, there you see, you see sometimes like a blossoming of, you know, like, oh man, this is, this is what I want to, <laughs> you can see you, know, you can see the kids like, well, I want, to, I want to be here. I want to continue to come. Yeah. I want to do all this stuff and be with these friends. Um, and to translate that into an understanding that 
this is what Christ mm. is all about. Yep. This is what he's this all about. Because, you know, like we talked about with, you know, in with Mary and Joseph and becoming a unit, you know, as Christians, getting too excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as Christians, um, you know, we are to come together in unity. Mm-hmm. Um, and that means that we want to be fostering this idea for not only our adults and our older adults, but for the kids too, so mm-hmm. that they understand, hey, when I'm having when I'm having a, a rough time, you know, not even it, it just, as a kid, you know, if I need somewhere to go yeah. to escape, this is this is where I go. I go to the church. As an adult, if I'm having trouble, you know, I can go to the church and know that they will help me. They will Ooh. pray for me. They care for me. Ooh later on yeah you know and and that's what we're trying to stir up now is so that they understand it later on Ooh, and he's trying to preach it's not even sunday yet <laughs> not even sunday yet so okay so real quick going where you just mentioned so what you said about the kids right about um you know they want to be here right mm-hmm. they want to be with everyone else they want to get to know christ more let's go back to the cultivation part real quick so we go back to that cultivation part before the kids get here right mm-hmm so you from let's let's look at it from mary's perspective so from mary's perspective ladies whoever you're with do you run to him to know more about god Mm. think about so remember you can be with somebody who is a christian Mm -hmm. but do you run to him to know more about god Mm -hmm. because here's the thing if you trust him while you're by yourself right together in terms of single to give you what God says, whether you like it or not, to lead you, to do all these things that the Lord wants you to do, guess what you'll be able to trust him to do as well, ladies? When you have kids, I trust him, and I know my kids will trust him too. See, you see, these are the type of questions and things that we need to be thinking about rather than the good time of what dating brings. Now, I'm not saying go out, laser tag, all this stuff, movies, games, that's great, that's wonderful. But if this stuff is not in the back of your mind, the kids will suffer later because of that. Because no wonder so many of our kids, they don't, they literally, I mean, you saw it when you were here, they did not want to leave. They literally did not want to leave. You know, they were outside packing their, packing everything very slowly into the van. We don't want to go. We don't want to go because they understood, man, this is, this, this is something special here. Yes. So the way that you can come to him for questions about God to lead you and the way that you can come to her, that's the way your kids will come to him or her. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's a beautiful concept, but these are some things that we have to be thinking about before the kids even get here. Mm -hmm. So we laid the foundation. We saw that. We saw how it affects the kids positively and negatively as well. We saw that the home and the church should be the safe place and the safe haven, right? But here's here's the last thing I want to look at is what if you're listening and as a even as a as a as a youth or as a parent that's in that tough situation. Mm -hmm. So sometimes when you hear stuff like this, man, I miss my opportunity for my Joseph. I miss my opportunity for my Mary or for my Hannah or for my Abigail. I missed my opportunity because I married a joker (laughs) or I married this guy. You know, it happens. You know, we hear those stories. So now how do we give them hope? You know, I think about Joseph, you think about Joseph's situation in, in Genesis, 
he came from a dysfunctional family. There was favoritism there. Mm-hmm. His brothers hated him, threw him, literally threw mm-hmm. him away. So now look at what Joseph was able to do. So I, I talked to a buddy of mine, Sam Lawrence, and he talked about this. He said, remember when Joseph's son was born? Coming from, from where you're about to where you're about to go. <laughs> but remember when Joseph's son was born? And as he looks at his boys, look at what he sees. I'm second in command in Egypt. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing my family back together. I forgave my family. My father's coming back. We're all together. So now look at what God was able to do with one person. You came from a dysfunctional family. You did have to go through some tough times, but look at what I was able to do for you. So now I think there's some hope because I think a lot of kids in this situation feel like I can't, I can't do that. There's no hope for me. You know, some, some single, some single wives, some single husbands, there's no hope for me. There is. So kind of talk about there's hope for our brethren out there that are in these situations. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, it is, it is difficult and I'm not going to pretend that it is not. It is. Um, You know, especially uh, coming from a a home where, you know, if you're, if you're married and your spouse doesn't believe, or if they're Mm. angry or mean or, you know, abusive, any of that kind of stuff, you know, that is tough. And coming from a, you know, a a single fam, a single parent family, um, it, it makes it, it does make it more difficult to, to train the, your kids, you know, you've got to be even more <laughs> diligent about it, but you, you've got to do what we all need That's to it. do, but you've got to do it more is rely on the Lord. Yep. You've got to rely on the Lord and you've got to be in prayer and trusting him and seeking out opportunities mm-hmm. for, for your kids to get them into that right mindset yeah because you know i coming from a trying to come from a single parent family uh mindset it's tough because you know if you got two kids that means you've got all kinds of activities that you want that these kids are going to be involved in plus you've got to provide for those kids that takes up your time you've Mm -hmm. got to work You've got to do the housework. You've got all kinds of stuff that you are trying to do. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, I just cannot, I, you know, I need Sundays to just relax and be at home. Yep. And that is, that is where you're going to start making the wrong decisions, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so if you, if you can make it a, a commitment to yourself, Hey, this is, this is important to me. Mm-hmm. And so I want my kids to understand that it is important for them as well. Yes. That's, that's all. Oh, that's great. So this, <laughs> this is how, this is how I want to close it here. So let's give a message of hope here. Yeah. So let's say we're talking to that single mother, that single father. Let's say we're talking to that, that young man that came from a broken home that wants a home, that young woman that came from a broken home that wants a better home. All right, let's talk to them for a second. So from Hosea chapter three, understand that there is hope for you. 
there is, if you love the Lord, right? He even mentions, right? Matthew chapter six, seek ye first the kingdom. Whenever you seek, you'll find it. Yep. You will find it. So here's the beautiful thing about it for those people that we mentioned. Many times we think because of the home I came out of, I don't deserve a good, a good guy. I don't deserve a good girl. I don't deserve this person because I made so many mistakes or my family made so many mistakes. So I don't feel deserving of this. Right. Sure. So think about it from Hosea's perspective. Gomer cheats on him twice. Cheats on him twice. Right. So after she cheats on him twice, I may or may not have watched Hallmark movies, but that's beside the point. But if I happen to watch those, this would be a Hallmark movie moment. So Hosea chapter three Verse one, the Lord talked to Hosea and a woman that came from that caused a broken home. Go love that woman, beloved of her friend who loves somebody else, yet an adulteress, but love her according to the love of the Lord. Right. Who are uh, who looked after other gods and love flagons of wine. So notice what Hosea did in verse two. So I bought her. So. Think about what Jesus did for us. He bought us. Mm -hmm. So to that, to that young man that comes from a, a broken home, guess what? There's somebody out there for you to buy who, who, who you'll love. That young woman who came from a, a broken divorce home, there's a man that's going to love you and, and wants to buy you. Yeah. That, that, young, that, you know, that widowed woman who has kids, there's a man out there that wants to buy you. But notice this. So I bought her. For 15 pieces of silver and for a homer of barley and a half homer of barley. So he bought her for more than what she was worth. Mm. So now you feel like I don't deserve him. I don't deserve a guy like that. I don't deserve a girl like that. If someone's willing to give you that, that's a beautiful thing. I, like I, I know it's easy to run away from, but it's a beautiful thing. So then notice, here's the Hallmark moment, verse three. <laughs> then I said to her, you will stay with me for many days and you will not play the harlot and you will not be for any other man. I will be just for you. So now if you've come from this broken home, obviously this is why things like dating and stuff should be taken seriously so that you won't be in that position. Mm -hmm. But if you happen to be in that position, there's still hope for you too, because God yeah. says, I still love there's people out there that love like me out there. So it's important for the kids to understand if you're listening, there's people out there that will love you, that will take care of you. You'll have youth ministers, you'll have guys like myself and Andy and, you know, give Liz, you know, some, some, some brownie points. To, I mean, Liz loves the kids. You have women out there that love you guys too. So understand when you come here, you have people that will love you like Hosea love, love Gomer. So just kind of some closing thoughts for you, Andy, but understand there, there is hope no matter what situation that you're in. Yeah, I, I agree. A hundred percent. You know, I think that this, you know, this example, not only is that there are people on this earth that will love and care for you, mm -hmm. you know, as a kid or as an adult who That's feels it. lost or separated. Um, but there is also the fact that the Lord bought, like you said, mm. he bought all of us, all of us. And he was willing to do that for all of us. And so he wants us to be with him. Mm -hmm. 
So he's not going to, you know, I mean, this, this life may be tough and, and, and knowing that we have hope in, in Jesus Christ and learning, you know, spending time in the word and understanding and being together as, as Christians and doing things with, with youth and, and incorporating all of those things into our lives is, is going to be the best support system that we could ever have. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and it's, and here's one last point. I, I didn't, I didn't want to miss this. When you talk about, um, as we're growing, as we're developing, here's one thing you can do for someone. And there's one thing you can't do for someone. So Peter mentions, if you married someone that is without, or that is not a member or is not saved, you can be an example to them. He says that, right? Mm-hmm. But here's one thing you can do to the people that you're seeing, dating, married, whatever. You can be an example to them. But that man that you're with right now, that woman that you're with, you can't change them. You can be an example to him or her. But whether they're a Christian or not, you cannot change them. And so mm-hmm. this is why I hate seeing our young women like like Abigail here in Scripture. Good. I mean, I'm talking about good Christian girls yeah. who get with these guys and they think somehow I can change them. You can't. I promise you guys, you can try. And then most of, most people, please don't though, but you, you can't change them. You can yeah. be an example to them, but you can't change them. So when we talk about gelling and getting together, mm-hmm. this is something that at some point he has to want for himself. Absolutely. At some point, this is something that she has to want. I, I'm not going to, you can't change somebody. Yeah. You can, you can be an influence. And so I think so many times we get into these situations where we marry people and we think we can change them, but you can't. Yeah. So we got to be we got to be careful with that too, because I want to make sure um, our listeners understand that too. So, but I, as we talked about this, Andy, man, this has been this has been great. Oh, this yeah. has been great. There's been sermons out of here. This is great, <laughs> and I hope you guys enjoyed this too, because there's so much that I mean, there's so much for the kids to learn. There's so much for us as single people mm-hmm. to learn. There's so much for where even Andy's at being married, almost having a child to learn. I mean, you're always growing and gelling. And I think one thing that we can learn is um, I think there's a beauty in gelling with somebody mm-hmm. and going through the process. I mean, being there during the valleys, I mean, being there when it's tough, being there when it's good. I mean, there's a there's a beauty in it. And if you go through that with somebody, I think you'll see the beauty. I think you'll see it. So, Andy, man, I appreciate you being on. This is not going to be your last oh, time. Yeah. This, is, so this is not going to be your last time. I this really appreciate you. This is this is fun. So, um, <laughs> Lord willing, what's today? Today's what, Monday? No, Saturday. <laughs> we'll be back. I've lost all my days. So Lord willing, we'll be back Monday with another podcast. So we got some guests on. So I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, appreciate you guys. And Lord willing, we will see you guys then. Thanks, guys.